Hi everyone, Tom and Lisa Mann from Calvary Baptist Church and Heavy Deep and Real Ministries. So nice to see everyone. God, you guys kind of need some energy, don't we, in here? Because it's just kind of kind of flat tonight. So I think that the Holy Spirit will fix that. So <laughs> let's go to prayer and try it and see what happens. Father, we come to you tonight. Just praise you for who you are. We ask, Lord, that uh, the Holy Spirit be powerful in this room and that we have a little bit of our energy, uh, me included, Lord. I'm a little, little flat, so I don't know what's going on, but you'll help us out with that. Uh, Lord, thank you that Jesus is here with us. May it be your words through my mouth. And we'll, may what we talk about tonight just be a blessing to somebody out there that needs to hear it because it was your idea. And so we know that uh, you've, you've planned this whole thing. So, uh, Lord, uh, just give us a great night together. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So, today, I didn't have anything to preach at. <laughs> I was at church, and uh, my pastor's gone. He, he's out of town, and I was kind of running things. And I'm thinking, what am I going to preach on tonight? I, it's just, God didn't give me anything. And then uh, we ended up, we do an online service. And then last night, I forgot I was supposed to do a section of that, the sermon part, for today's live service, because he wasn't going to be there. So I did all this stuff, fancy stuff, I put it together, and everything's going smoothly, and they do the video, and it starts great, and all of a sudden, slides start popping up that don't belong where they're at, and I'm like, how in the world did that happen? Because the slide decks, the way I moved them, there is no way they could be, and there were like three slides, one was like, it felt like 20 minutes, but it was only like two and a half minutes, but they were, they was completely out of sync with what he was saying, and then by the time he got to what he was saying, that slide didn't pop up. And I'm, I'm texting my other tech person going, I have no idea what I did. And she says, I should have looked at it last night, huh? I'm like, yeah, because someone needs to be my adult supervision. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm thinking about this. I'm kind of panicked. Nobody else really cares because, you know, it's church. But, yeah, Lisa's like, nobody noticed, but I noticed. And uh, then I realized, you know, God uses things like that to give me ideas. And it was like, Thank goodness his mercies are new tomorrow because I get to dust myself off and try again. No one will remember today. Um, and it struck me that, that verse, right, from Lamentations. Uh, uh, let me kind of read it to you because I've got glasses. <laughs> the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And I thought, wow, that's so good because I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. A lot of mistakes. Let me tell you one of the better ones. So I was working for the Department of Veterans Affairs, and we had this granite wall. And if they were KIA in Iraq or Afghanistan, we put their name and which branch of service they were in. And so um, I was in charge of that for a long time, and we've done it over and over and over and over again. Probably just like 15th or 16th time I put names on the wall, and I must have been tired and not paying attention. And we did a private showing for the families like we always do, and we unveiled it. Like that move? And uh, uh, instead of saying U.S. Marine behind one of them, it, it said Army. And the widow's there. And it's like, it was horrible. It was horrible. I turned in my resignation on the spot. I was like, that, that is a mistake you can't make. My boss, who was usually not a nice person, uh, was very nice. He was very, you know, mistakes happen kind of thing, which really stunned me. I thought he'd take my resignation. Bet he wish he would have. Um, you know, some of our mistakes are little mistakes, like, a slide doesn't end up where it's supposed to be. Some of our mistakes are written in granite. <laughs> we had to bring the dude in and re-chop it. He did a great job, by the way. Um, some mistakes are humiliating. Some mistakes are life-changing. Some mistakes stick with you, right? Uh, scripture is very true when it says we reap what we sow. Uh, in that case, on the granite wall, I, rep I was reaping what I sowed because I was going too fast. 
honestly, I was just trying to get the project done because I had a thousand other things to do, and we had done it so many times, right? It was, to this day, it bothers me, and this is what, I don't know, 15 years ago. Uh, but I was like, oh, that, the face of that widow when she saw Army instead of U.S. Marine Corps. And I was like, oh, it just, it's crushing. Uh, so I want to talk about mistakes tonight. I want to talk about how we get through mistakes and what God says, because his mercies are new every morning, right? In uh, Proverbs, uh, it is 35, 30 verse 5. It talks about there's weeping in the evening, but joy comes in the morning, right? There are times when whatever in the midst of the mistake that we've made seems so overwhelming to us. But then joy comes in the morning. His mercies are new. But the only way that his mercies are new and joy comes in the morning is if we're leaning on him. Don't lean on your own understanding, Scripture says, right? Because you're not very smart. It's, that's the message version. It, it, it says, and always make your way path clear for the Lord to be a light to your path. And so I think what a lot of times we do in our mistakes is we live in them. We live in those mistakes. And they define us, right? And some of these mistakes, I'm going to be honest, they, they have very serious consequences. But, but I'm here to tell you tonight that because God's mercies are new every morning, you don't live there anymore. Matter of fact, the very next day, according to Scripture, that's the past we move forward. Paul even says it. Not looking behind, but striving for what is ahead. Well, if anybody had something to look behind, it was Paul, wasn't it? You know, he held the coats of everyone when they stoned Timothy, went out to go after to arrest and kill Christians. And he had something to look at in his past and go, yeah, that's kind of a schmuck. Not looking behind, but striving to what's ahead. And it's great advice for us. But how many of us are really able to do that? Some people are. I, I'm not good at it, honestly. You, I remember you from last week. You're, you're, my, you're my star people. <laughs> teacher's pet, teacher's pet. Uh, we have got to learn what the scripture says about how to do this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a so what guy. And what I mean by that is I'll go to meetings and everyone will yammer for 30 minutes an hour. And at the end of it, I'm kind of that guy that goes, so what? <laughs> you know, what was that all about? What's the application? What's the point? And I think that, that when you read scripture, you got to ask the so what question. So what, what if God, so what if God's mercies are new every morning? What does that mean to me? What do I do with that? Because a lot of times you'll hear what I call churchy platitudes. Just give it to God. <laughs> you just had more faith. They don't mean anything. They're, they're just empty words without application, without someone walking you through how and, and, and the whys and the what's of it and, and not just saying stuff. And so let, let's take a deeper dive into, uh, um, into mistakes. So I, I would say let's break mistakes into three levels. Minor little dumb things. Forgot to brush my teeth. What's a mistake? They, nine out of ten dentists will tell you that. <laughs> There's big mistakes. There, there are many mistakes, you know. I, 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 uh, I locked my keys in the car. I did that the other day. I locked my keys in my office. That was a kind of a meeting mistake. I had a kid waiting for me at Corbin, waiting to meet. <laughs> Hang on, i got to find someone to open the door because I'm a knucklehead. Uh, and then there's big mistakes. And I want to go big mistakes because the little ones we can kind of manage our way through. But the big ones uh, have impact. Uh, scripture. I, I, almost, I almost wrote a book about this, and I, I don't know, either Satan told me not to because he didn't want it out or I got cold feet or something. But there's this concept of lost blessings. Lost blessings. And a lost blessing is where God has gifted you or blessed you with something, but you mishandle it, 
and he takes it from you. And you don't get that back. You get something else, but you lose that blessing. King Saul was king of Israel, but he messed up. And God took the kingdom away from him and gave it to David. David was supposed to be able to build the temple, but he had too much blood on his hands. God took that blessing from him, gave it to his son Solomon. Right? The garden's a great example. You got the garden, now, now you don't. <laughs> There's all sorts of scripture verses and, and people here who have been given a blessing by God. Samson, given the strength of, the, of everything, and then he goes and blows it because of a girl. Always a girl. <laughs> Solomon, Solomon, the wisest guy in the world, he was wise for everyone else but couldn't take his own advice. And he screwed his life up, right? All these people get these blessings from God, but we mishandle them and we lose those blessings. Those are big mistakes. Those are like spiritual gut buster mistakes. They hurt. They hurt. Um, and so what does scripture say? Well, first off, it's important that we lean into this idea that tomorrow is another day and you dust yourself off and you get back on a horse, right? You can't change yesterday. A lot of times I'm, I'm mentoring people who have gone through whatever they've gone through in life. And I tell them they have to embrace what we call the new normal. Okay? You, can't, you can't go back. Uh, don't look back. You can never look back. Anybody know that song? Okay. You don't know that song? Don Henley. Come on, guys. Let's go. Wake up here. No, I'm not going to sing because oh, I want to come back. Um, you can never go back to where you were. Time marches on. Uh, I found this out when I was, I had an opportunity to go back home to Chicago and work for the Tribune, the Chicago Tribune newspaper, which was my dream. And I went back there. I was like, I do not want to live in this place. It had changed. It wasn't what, like when I was a kid. So you'll find that, you know, there's a new normal when you go through things in life. All of our Bible characters had new normal, didn't they? They went through something and there was a new normal. They didn't go back to where they were. They didn't hang around the same people. They didn't do the same things. They had a new normal. And so when God tells me my mercies are new for you every morning, my new normal is I'm a new creation in Christ. I, I don't live at that old address anymore. I, I'm not that same person I used to be. My new normal is I'm an heir to the throne. My new normal is I'm a son adopted through the blood of Christ. My new normal is I'm not judged on performance. My new normal is that God loves me unconditionally. My new normal is that I have a fellowship with people and I have agape love for them even if they don't like me. My new normal is all sorts of the stuff that God's given me seeing eyes to see his way instead of my way. That's my new normal. So when I screw up, and I do, oh my gosh. <sighs> Only in days and in why. <laughs> I know my new normal. My new normal is God's mercies are new the next day. Right? So we got to lean into this idea of who are you? Are you that old person? Are you in transition? Are you the new normal? What are you? Are you new creation in Christ? What are you? Are you a daughter of the Most High, or are you still living in the old neighborhood? A lot of people still live in the old neighborhood, trust me. So we, we do that. And then, and then we understand. They're, they're, I love that. There's, there's weeping at night. There's weeping at night. God's not saying he doesn't understand that things hurt. Of course he knows things hurt. We, we're going to have trouble in this world. We're going to make decisions that are harmful to ourselves. Other people are going to make decisions that are harmful to us. We're going to reap what we sow. And... Uh, and that's painful. I, I have lost blessings in my life, and it's probably the most painful thing you can go through. Uh, but God is faithful because the mercies he shows you the next day are what he did with Job. Think about Job. Job first lost his kids. The pole barn fell on him when they were having a hoedown. 
he, he's got a wife that says, why don't you just curse God and die? She's a gem. Uh, his friends... <laughs> His friends kind of abandon him. You're the blame because you must be a sinner. Right? He saw all his friends abandon him. He's got all these medical things that are just crushing his very spirit, pain all that. He's shaking his fist at God saying, well, what have you done to me? I, you know, I didn't do anything. I'll have an audience with you. Right? And then God goes, I'll have an audience with you. That famous line, gird your loins like a man. Ooh. <laughs> kind of like, oh, look out. God's going to get you. But what does God do at the end of the conversation? After he chastises Job, he restores him and overly to what he had. His barns are filled. Economically, he's back. I think he kept the same wife. Can't win them all. Actually, no, he didn't. He got a new wife. Oh, my gosh. He got a new wife, too. Job 3, 6. For the guy you shall leave, but she is unholy. Oh. I should move on and yeah, she was not a nice person. She was she was not supportive of her husband as a helpmate. She was also worshiping the devil. I don't know about that, but um, she didn't worship the God. But... Well, doesn't say so in Scripture. This one, so but I know this: he was restored because God's mercies were new the next day. So you will weep at night. Some of you have things to weep over. Some of you have had losses. Some of you have uh, are struggling, and you will weep at night. But don't forget what Scripture says. His mercies are new the next morning. You know, we have joy in the morning only if you really trust God. You won't have any joy if you don't trust God. If you trust yourself, you know, you'll get what you get. I, I used to say, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. If you like what you're getting, keep doing it. Right? I was over at Restoration House recently. Um, <laughs> I told the guys there, that's a transitional housing, another UGM facility. And I said, if this is what you aspire to, Spending two years here, then two years at Greer Place, you're, you're not aspiring to very much. Yeah. If you want to be stuck here, good, good for you. Keep doing what you're doing, you can get what you're getting. But God has something different for you because the mercies are new every morning. Right? And you can lean into that promise. It's not, it's not a saying, it's a promise. Then he says in Romans, um, actually, uh, in Matthew, excuse me, not, not Romans, Matthew 7, he talks about. Paul's talking about having a, a, a malady of some sort. He's got a thorn in his side, a messenger from Satan to keep him humble, and he's asked the Lord to remove it three times. Everyone, I, you know, I read these commentaries, they say, well, he was sick. I've never pleaded over being sick. And believe me, I'm banged up. I've pleaded over my sin. I think that he had a sin issue, and he pleaded for God to take it from him. He had pain. He had emotional distress. And God said, what? My grace is sufficient. In your weakness, I am made perfect, right? So, but he says, I will be boast in my weakness so God can be my strength. The other thing we have to understand about overcoming this idea of mistakes is you'll make a mistake. Um, you know, let's say everyone in the room made a mistake except Lisa today. And, and you got to go, okay, is God's grace sufficient for me? Can you really forgive that? Or am I too important? <laughs> am I too big? You know, God can't possibly handle me. Come on now. There's, there's nothing you've done that God can't forgive. Even in Scripture says there's only one unpardonable sin, and that's blaspheming the, you know, the Holy Spirit. And that's basically attributing to God things of Satan. I don't think it, well, if you did, come see me. We'll work on that. But um, I don't care if you relapsed. I don't care if you had bad thoughts. I don't care if you jumped up and down and screamed, jumping Jehovah's Sats. I don't care what you did. God will forgive 
And, and his grace is sufficient for you. And a lot of people can't accept that grace because they think, well, I know God forgives me, but I can't forgive myself. Who are you? You know, Who are you not to accept God's forgiveness? You're not God. You don't make the rules. He does. And if he wants to forgive you, by gum, be forgiven. You know, take that grace. And mercy. So some people say, what's the difference between grace and mercy? Grace is getting something you don't deserve. And mercy is not getting what you do deserve. <laughs> right? And God gives us both. Because I, I deserve a whooping. <laughs> and God doesn't give me a whooping. He, 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 uh, he, he lets me dust myself off every morning and try again. You know, the only person you're really competing against, I, and I say this uh, both in, in all the athletic stuff I do and in our faith, you're only trying to be the, a better version of yourself every day. And some days you succeed and some days you fall backwards and some days you dust yourself and go back. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're, when you get to heaven, you're not meeting me. I'm not at the pearly gates going, hey, welcome in. There's a cover charge. No. <laughs> it's not, I'm not the guy. You're going to meet Jesus. And the only person you're trying to impress while you're on this earth is Jesus. And he doesn't get impressed by your works. He doesn't get impressed by any of that. He gets impressed by your faith. And in faith, he says, my grace is sufficient. I got you covered. You're okay. In faith, he says, my mercy is anew every morning. Relax, relax, relax. He says, in faith, believe you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit and you can be transformed. Lean into these things. Right? He doesn't say, all right, let's check the list of things to see if you checked all the boxes. Oh, Tess. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't do that. That's not what it's about, which is an awesome thing because not one of us can check those boxes, right? Which is why we can make mistakes, even very costly ones, even very costly ones. So also in Matthew, I love, I love Peter. Peter is just not the smartest tool in the shed. He, uh, he says, uh, if a guy does me wrong and I forgive him seven times, is that enough? Then can I, can I smack him? And God's like, Jesus is like, no, how about 70 times seven? How about every single time you forgive somebody? Now, have boundaries. Don't just keep walking into the rake. But, you know, forgive, 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 forgive. Scripture says you forgive others as God has forgiven you. How many times do you think God's forgiven you? Every day, every day. I do something. Oh, there he's at. There's Tom again. You know, my guardian angel wants to go just like this. It's like, oh my gosh, he's at it again. Make him stop. Tom, would you just go to sleep? Because uh, that's when I'm really not causing trouble. Uh, forgiveness is another thing God gives us. So his mercies are new. See, if I make a mistake, let's say I make a big mistake and I hurt somebody. Uh, and he, he, let's say he's even premeditated because I'm a jerk. God will forgive me. You know, once I come to my senses, David, all the stuff he did with Bathsheba, took him a year before the, the prophet Nathaniel, Nathan came and corrected him, and then he went to God, and he writes a psalm about it. A year, a year it took him. And he did it on purpose. God still forgave him. So have you ever done anything jerky on purpose? Yes. One, one of you, congratulations. You are the big winner. Tonight's prize. Every one of us has. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, I, I'm raising my hand with you. I'm with you. Um, God forgives. 
So what we learn is his mercy is new every day. There's weeping at night and there's joy in the morning because the Lord's got you. You can dust yourself off, get back on the horse. You keep your eyes focused on what's ahead, not behind. We make sure that we understand his, his grace is sufficient. There's, there's nothing you got to do. You just got to go and talk to him, right? And, that, and that, that this forgiveness thing is absolute. You just got to ask, right? And then, and then this is a, a really good one. Um, his love is unconditional. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? He didn't say, God so loved the world so long as you. <laughs> well, there was no condition on that one. <laughs> yeah, so, long as, so long as you get up and brush your teeth at 8 in the morning. And, yeah, that, there was none of that. God so loved the world. He so loved you. God so loved you. Put your name in there that he gave his only begotten son so you guys could spend eternity together. That's how much he loved you. He wanted to reconcile himself to you. He did all the work. We didn't do anything. We just had faith. Yeah. God loved us so much that his only son sacrificed our sins by dying on the cross. Amen. 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 And so when you put all this together, and there's lots more scripture I could throw at you, um, it's very true that God uses all things for the good of those who love him. So I can tell you from my lost blessings, things that I mishandled, God would bless me and I would screw it all up and God would say, you're not ready or mature enough or whatever the case might be. Um, he's used those things for good. I've been through some horrible experiences because other people misused their blessings in life and I was affected as a, you know, victimized by it. God's used those things for good. There have been things that are just natural things. Mom had MS and I never saw her walk, right? God's used those things for good. It's the story of Joseph. So Joseph, remember, he, he's the youngest of the brothers, and he drives his brother, the other 11 brothers crazy because he's always a braggart, and dad gets in this fancy coat. Probably, uh, and, you know, he, he reaped what he sowed. You know, he, he gets thrown into the cistern and then sold into slavery, and it's like, I'm a victim. No, you're a loudmouth, and you should have not been so arrogant because your brothers, you, you've, you've caused them to really hate you because you're a spoiled brat. But later on, after he's the number two in Egypt, he tells his brothers, once he reconciles with them, he says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. So sometimes right now, you may be going through something because someone meant something for evil for you. You may be going something that you did that was evil. Right? It's okay. God will use it for good, just the way he always does. Look at the story of Ruth. So Naomi, her mother-in-law, she's lost her husband. Ruth and this other woman have lost, uh, they're married Naomi's sons. They're, the, the sons are gone. We don't know if they had like an OSHA accident or something like that, their workplace thing, or where they were killed in battle. We don't know. They're just gone. That's pretty hard. They're widowed, young. Yet God is faithful. God is faithful. And so when you read these stories in here, they're not just great little bedtime stories. Uh, biblical Psalmonex. Uh, uh, what it is, is you're reading about people's lives and you're reading about the pain that they experience. This book is full of pain, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot of pain in this book. And you watch how God meets people in the midst of that pain and uses it for his purpose. Now, where we struggle, um, guess what? We don't want it to be for his purpose. We want it to be for our purpose. We don't want to align our will with God's will. And we think that God should align his will with our will. 
and then we get mad at God because he's not doing what we want. And then we grouse and jump up and down and, and get all upset because God's not using everything for my good. Well, that's not quite what the verse says. <laughs> God's not going to do everything just because you want it done that way. God's going to do it what's in his will for the kingdom. And how many times uh, have you seen something in your life be worked out for the good of the kingdom? Yeah, some of us have. I, I got a lot of stuff. I have no idea how it worked out good for the kingdom. And I don't think before I die that I'm going to see it. I don't need to see it. You ever notice in Scripture a lot of times uh, the, the, the storyteller is told, oh, don't write this down. I'm not supposed to know that. Don't tell them that. There's a lot of mystery to things that we're not supposed to know about the spiritual world. And it's called faith. We're supposed to trust God that what you're going through right now, whether you see the fruit of it or you don't see the fruit of it, it's going to be for the good purpose that God has planned regardless of your understanding of it. And we just want to understand and know and we're just so, we get so upset with God because he doesn't show us. And, and then we all pen up and then we get very selfish. And then we stop doing this thing, which is called dusting yourself off and trying again. I love this line. Someone said that uh, uh, when you fail, it just means you try again with experience. Right? <laughs> you got a little more experience this time. You try again. Um, that's, just, that's just the truth of the matter. And one of the things we should experience is every time we make a mistake, even if we lose a blessing, even if we do something that costs us something very, very important that God has blessed us with because we mishandle it, um, we've got to learn from that what God's trying to teach us by that episode. And I'll tell you, people are, sometimes we're short-sighted because we're such an instant gratification kind of people. We worked with one person who, uh, um, she lost her kids due to some uh, issues. And she prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed about being reconciled to her kids. Well, it took, what, 20 years? But God did it. And we told her when we were working with her, God's going to do it because God's a God of reconciliation. It's not going to be on your time frame. It's not going to be the way you want it. You lost that blessing for that period. But it'll work out. And sure enough, it did. Because God is faithful. So sometimes you've got to actually believe what he says. Sometimes you've got to believe who he is who he is and who he says he is. And that we will make mistakes in life. You know, this is a great manual. Um, I've read it several times, and I still can't do it right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not like this thing doesn't tell you what to do. <laughs> it's like, you know, just, just read Proverbs. You'll be fine. <laughs> I can't, I can't do those things. You know, Scripture says that your spirit fights your flesh and you're in this constant battle, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't get it right. Uh, I wish I did. Uh, have you ever made that prayer, God, take away my free will so I can only make good decisions? <laughs> I, I've prayed that. He said no. Um, but now I want to take one last spin in my last minute and a half. So we talked about God's mercy is being new every morning, all this stuff, right? Okay, now I'm going to really spin it on you. You okay? All right. That was a big, deep breath. I, was, I don't know if I'm boring you or you're about to pass out. I don't know what's happening. It's okay. Woo! Swallow the fly, I don't know. 
All the things that I said that God does for us, His mercies are new every morning, His grace is sufficient, He forgives us, He loves us unconditionally, that we don't, we don't look behind, we look ahead, uh, all these different pieces of, 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 of how goodness of God, right? His mercy and grace. He expects us to provide to other people. You really want to change your mistakes? No. <laughs> yeah, it's costly. You have to make sure that your mercies to other people, get not giving them what they deserve, they're new every morning, that you show grace to people, you give them what they haven't earned, that you love people unconditionally. It's not about their performance. It's about them being a child of God. That your grace for them is sufficient regardless of their actions. I'm not saying they're not wrong, but let God's justice flow. You get out of his seat. You forgive people because unforgiveness is a cancer and the only person you're hurting is you. And that He will allow God to use you to be good for another person. Because you might be the blessing that God has in store for somebody else. But if you're too focused on you, you'll never get there. And so sometimes how God uses all things for the good of those who love Him is He'll have a divine appointment to make that happen. So all the stuff I said that God does for us, the expectation is always we do it for somebody else. Right? God, you know, forgive as you've been forgiven. Don't judge or you will be judged by the same as, as you measure it out. Everything is this symbiotic relationship between God does something and now I expect you to do it. That's called discipleship. Right? And so Jesus said, go out and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And everyone stops there. Yay! Uh, teaching them to obey everything I have taught you. So when he teaches me to sh that he's shown me grace, I got to show others grace. When he's taught me that I've lost blessings because I was stupid, I need to share that with everyone else to make sure that they don't lose their blessings. Right? If I've recovered from some darkness, I got to go out in the dark again and bring others out because I know the way and then teach them how to go back in and get others out. Everything we do that God's done for us, He expects us to do for others. That is the faith. That is the faith. So I hope that maybe this is spoken to one or two of you. Um, we're going to make mistakes. Dust yourself off, get back on the horse. Right? Because God has a lot of expectations for us as his body of, of people to go out and, and bring his kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right.